Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. The Bible compare our God as the mother hen, and we are little chicks. And when we trust in our mother hen, we run unto her legs and put ourselves under the wings of God, the wing of the mother hen, to be protected. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us today concerning your perfect protection for our life, Lord. You are the good God. You are not just the savior. You are not just the deliverer or provider or the healer, but you are our protector, Father. And we want to learn what we need to do in order to give you the legal right to protect us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. May the Holy Spirit speak to your people, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you interested in divine protection? I am interested in divine protection. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, chapter 4, verse 8, New King James Version, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. In the today's English version, the Bible says in Psalm 4, 8, when I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Our God is the ultimate protector of our life. He can keep us perfectly safe. In Psalm 127 verse 2, the end of the scripture say, For God gives blessing to his beloved in sleep. In New King James Version, the Bible says, For so he gives his beloved sleep. When we realize that God can protect us, even in the time of our rest and sleep at night, we can sleep well in peace. We don't have to toss and turn and worry about the guilt, worry that some bad things going to happen to our home or to our life when we go to bed. Because we trust God. We know that God is our perfect protector. The New Testament in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says that in the latter times, there would be perilous times, dangerous times. If you look at the situation today, you can see that as we get closer to the end time, there are evil things happen everywhere. Evil people very cruel and selfish and mean. They wanted to really take advantage of us. I got the scam phone call about three times a day. I know right away this is not from my friend. I know they tried to get my money. They tried to steal me. The IRS sent me the paper, say that this is your code, that no one can get tax deductible from you. You see, there are lots of bad people out there. You heard the bad news 
all the time. I don't like to watch bad news myself. I'd rather spend time with the word of God to build my faith. I don't like to spend time watching bad news. But there are bad news all the time around the world. Somebody kills somebody. Car wreck. Or the wars and murders and something bad happened. Poisonous food. The contamination in the air. The pandemic. The sickness and disease. Hundred thousand of people died in America from the pandemic. All this bad news Because we are living in a very dangerous place, there is no one scripture that supports the idea that we are living in a safe place on earth. Here, we are surrounded by demons, evil people, natural calamity, and all kind of bad things: bacteria in the air, virus in the air, everywhere. And so many people, because of this, are tortured by fear, and in the medical term, we call phobias. Many people live in phobias: the fear of being around people, fear of virus, fear of COVID-19, fear of dog, fear of cat, fear of contamination in the air, fear of poisonous food, fear of being in a high place. Some people we call claustrophobia, fear of being in the closed place, and people are living in fear everywhere in the world right now. If, especially in this time with the pandemic, and they think that this world is so full of dangers. If I go out of my house, somebody is going to kill me. The car is going to break down. Something bad is going to happen. Yes, I agree. We are living in a dangerous world. But we want to be set free from fear, and we want to be protected by the Lord. When I come to this point, you may say that Pastor Lau, I heard this sermon so many times. I am a PhD. You can tell me one time, and I understand it. Let's move on to the next subject. I understand what you're talking about. But my brother and sister, I'm not talking about hate knowledge here. That you understand the Bible. I'm talking about faith. Do you have faith in God's protection? Do you believe that God can protect you? And how can you build your faith? Faith is the matter of the heart. It's not about the intellect. It's not about the mind or the brain, but it's the issue of your spirit or your heart. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing of the word of God. We keep hearing the message of God. The Bible gives us many promises of God concerning finances, healing, protection, all kind of things. And if we keep hearing the message, we will have more faith in that subject. And the more faith we have, the more miracle we can see, and the more victory we will have on earth here. So, please. Don't get bored of listening to the sermon of the same subject again and again. I love it. Actually, last night, Pastor Da was listening to a message in the CD called "To Be in the Blessing Business" that I preached maybe five or six years ago. So she was cooking. She was doing something. I was preparing my teaching and listening. And when she got into the car, she put that same CD again in the. CD slot, 
and I say, "Hey, this is the same sermon you just listened in the kitchen." She said, "I want to listen again." So when I listened to my own sermon, I was talking to Pastor Da. Wow, I like it. I can listen to the same thing again and again, hundred times, one thousand times, because every time I listen to the sermon, the revelation from God get bigger and bigger, and my faith gets stronger and stronger. I like the spiritual food so much. How many people in this room like to eat steak? Raise your hand up. Oh, me too. I like to eat steak. How many people say, "In my whole life, I want to eat steak only one time"? Raise your hand up. How many people say, "If Pastor Da and Pastor Lau take you out for steak tomorrow, you will go"? Raise your hand up. Oh, wow! When we talk about steak, you can eat so many times. But how about the Word of God? Can you listen again and again and again? You should have the same attitude. I want this to come into my spirit. Romans chapter 10, verse 10 say, "For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, or you are saved. For it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. You don't believe in God's promise with your intellect or with your brain." It's not about knowledge, but it's about revelation. The light, God shine the light into you, and you have the revelation to understand in your heart, and you believe in what He says without doubt. And after you believe, what happens? You get excited. You get excited. You shout. You smile. You laugh. You are happy. You are not depressed, but you get excited. In the medical field, we call signs and symptoms. When people get sick, you can see signs and symptoms, like fever or dragging their feet, or people may have swelling eyes or something. Sign and symptom. When you are healthy, you can see people outside to the signs of being healthy. The face look good, pink. Everything look good. In the same way, when a Christian have so much faith, you can see from the outside he look happy, excited. He love to sing. When he heard the bad news, he just smile. I have faith. I don't worry about this. God is on my side. God will never forsake me. Amen. So we need to build our faith. We cannot please God without faith. And faith is something you keep growing and growing and growing. To the point that you can command the mountain to be moved into the sea. I want to be a man of great faith. How many people want to be a man, a woman of great faith? I want to. So we need to keep listening to the scripture. In the book of Proverbs, chapter four, verses twenty-two, twenty-two. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, not your brain, your heart. God said, "Keep the word of God in your heart. Don't let them depart from your eyes, for they are life to those who find them." How many people want to have life? How many people want to be healthy, look young all the time, have good health? I want to be in good health, to have life and health. Or medicine or healing to all their flesh. 
The word of God is like a medicine. The word of God has power to give life to our body. Amen. So you can look young, you can look healthy and strong, and you can be very full of life. Money cannot buy health. Money cannot buy life. But God can give you health and life through the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why we should not say that, you know, Pastor, I, I know this sermon already. I know this verse. I read this verse so many times. Please move on to the next verse. No, you should say, feed me. I, keep, I want to keep hearing and hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Speaking again, again, and again. Amen? For a period of time until your heart is full of faith in the word of God, in the promises of God. I don't know about you. I love the word of God. This morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. Right away, I went out to read the Bible, study the Bible, and pray. And I feed myself with the word of God early in the morning because I want to have more faith. There is a law of replacement in the world. The law of replacement. If you have a glass of water and there's some dirty water in that, you pour pure water in that glass. After a while, the pure water is going to chase out all the impure water and the whole glass will be full of pure water. The law of replacement. The Bible calls us cup, cistern, or we are like the white skin containing the white. We are the container. And when you keep filling your heart or your cup with the word of God, the faith will come in and faith will chase away doubt and fear and worry. If you keep filling your heart with the word of God, it will chase out death and fill your life with life. If you keep filling your life with the Holy Spirit, and with the word of God, it will remove the sickness and fill yourself with health or medicine. This is the reason why it's so important that we really want to be in the word of God on a regular basis. This is the reason why I produce so many teachings and put in the internet so that you have no excuses to Jesus on that day when you meet him that, oh, my church never feed me, never teach me anything. I feed you with the word of God so that you will be full of faith, full of life, full of health, full of victory, full of grace, full of good things in your life that come from the word of God. We never get enough the word of God, believe me. We need the word of God more and more each day so that we can have more faith in life. In our Christian walk, in any subject, there are always two sides of the story. One side we call manward side. Man has responsibility. And the other side is God's side. God has responsibility. For God's side, he is faithful. But he can do so much when we give his legal right to do it. So on our side, we need to do something to give legal right to God to do what he promised to do. A lot of people like this kind of religion called no-fault religion. And there is a teaching from Asia called the Gospel of Grace. 
In that teaching, man doesn't have to do anything. Man doesn't have to repent. Man doesn't have to confess his sin. You can live, lose life. You can do anything. God is gracious, going to help you no matter what you do anyway. That is unbiblical, totally unbiblical. You have your responsibility in receiving the salvation and the blessing and the protection from the Lord. And therefore, we need to study the Bible together. Sometimes when people believe in this kind of no-fault religion, they will say this way, those things do not happen to me. It's not my fault. It's God's fault. That bad things happen to me. It's not my fault. It's God's fault. So everything is on God's side. They don't have to do anything. Oh, that man, he died. 35 years old, he died so young. Maybe God loved him so much and God wants to take him to heaven. It's God's fault again to kill that man. Oh, but God, for something is mysterious that God protect that man and he lived until 120 years old. Is everything on the plate of God, but man is not responsible for anything. I tell you the truth. We are responsible. That's why the Bible talks about we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and that day he will say, oh, you're a faithful servant. I give you this and you're faithful in producing good things. I'm going to give you the reward. Another man, oh, you're not faithful. You don't do what you need to do. Go out into the darkness with the gnashing of teeth. So you see, God expects man to do something, to be responsible for what he or she has. We need to know our side of the story. So we need to realize this. A good man can be dumb. Somebody may say he is a good man, but he died early. He get into trouble. But a good man can be dumb and do wrong things out of ignorance. Being a good man is not enough. You need to know the word of God. And you need to do the right thing before the eyes of God in order to avoid any troubles. Amen? So God gives us a principle. In Psalm chapter 91, verses 1 to 2, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him. I will trust. The Bible talks about being in the secret place of the Most High. Being under the shadow of the Almighty. I show you the movie of that mother hen at the beginning. To give you the picture of the little chicks ran to be under the shadow of the mother hen. To get protected from that dog. We need to put ourselves under the shadow or under the wing, under the canopy or under the protective force and barrier of God. Is there protective force of God around us? Yes. You say, where is in the Bible? It's in the Bible and in our own life as well. In the time of Moses, the children of Hebrew were slaves in bondage in Egypt. And they lived in the land of Goshen. When the plagues swept through the land of Egypt, the Egyptians died. 
the livestock of the Egyptians died, but the plagues could not go through the border of the land of Goshen. There was some protective barrier there. When the land of Egypt became dark, the land of Goshen still full of light from the sunshine. There's something going on in the supernatural between the two lands here. I want to live in my spiritual land of Goshen. I want to put myself under the shadow of the Almighty, under the wing of God, so that I can be protected. The Bible here talk about, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him, I will trust. This is about faith and faith confession. A lot of people in America say like this: "Yes, I believe there is God." Is it enough to say, "Yes, I believe there is God"? No. You need to say this way. You need to believe and say, "God is my savior. God is my deliverer. God is my provider. God is my source." God is my protector. God is my fortress. God is my canopy. You need to believe and confess all this character of God, not just one. Oh, God saved me from hell. He forgive me of my sin. That's it. No, God is my provider too. Everyone say, God is my savior. Everyone say, God is my protector. He is my deliverer. He is my source. He is my provider. He is my way maker. He is a promise keeper. You need to believe and confess with your mouth that God is your protector. You don't just believe in your heart, but you need to speak from your mouth. Amen. You speak it out. You don't need to be ashamed to say this in front of anybody. You speak it out loud. God is my protector. God is my provider. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Two things here. Believe in your heart. This is not about brain. It's about the heart. And confess with your mouth. This is my homework every day. Since I got born again in 1981. I build my faith. I keep building my faith. That God can do something for me according to what he say in the Bible. And I keep speaking it, speaking it. And I can see that when I do that, I have victory in my life. God answer my prayer. I'm not ashamed to speak it in front of people. Amen? Everyone, point to your heart. I believe. Point to your mouth. I speak. At any time when you face troubles, face undesirable situation. Instead of being quiet, instead of trying to use your brain to reason or figure things out, you should right away open your mouth, God is my protector. God is my deliverer. 
God gonna protect my possession, my family, my wife, my kids. God is my protector. You speak right away, and you give the legal right to God to do something for you. A lot of Christians are never taught about this issue, this subject. Every time things happen, they say, "You never know. Maybe this time I will die. You never know. COVID 1 9 is everywhere." Maybe I get infected and I will die. You never know. God may allow somebody to die, but allow somebody to survive. You never know. God is mysterious. If you say that, you don't have faith. You don't understand the Bible. You need to believe and say, "COVID 1 9 you cannot touch me. I have the shield of protection over me. You need to speak it, declare it with your mouth. You remember the story of the three Hebrew men who were pushed into the fiery furnace, and they came out from that fiery furnace without even smell. Can you imagine? They were in the fire. They came out, no smell on their clothes. What did they do? Did they have a special engine around them? Did they have a special kind of computer around them? No. Let's look at what they did in Daniel chapter three. Verses 16 to 17. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answer and say to the king, "Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, they deny to worship the golden idol. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us." From the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O King. What did they do? They believed, and they spoke to the king. God will deliver us from the fiery furnace. They believe, and they speak. Should we have this kind of lifestyle? Believe and speak. Every time before I perform surgery, I say I believe God is my helper. He's gonna help me for this surgery. He's gonna guide my surgery. Actually, I have a story about how I depend on God and declare God is my helper, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will lead me. I hope that I can record this testimony with my patient one of these day. He is Catholic. This man, about 55 years old, came to me, see me, and he has severe left leg pain. And the MRI scan did not show anything much. It looked like it's in his head. Nothing in the MRI. And I noticed he was walking with the walker. And I say right away, "God, you are my helper. You are leading me. The Holy Spirit will lead me." Suddenly, I heard the voice in my spirit. Perform this surgery for him. I said, "What? Perform this surgery? I did not see anything in the MRI." And the words so clear. Do this and this and this. I recorded in my note. So on the day of surgery, I look at my note because that day Holy Spirit told me to do this. Normally, when you perform back surgery, you go this much and that's it. Routine according to the textbook. But the Holy Spirit told me. To go up higher and go to the another corner that you never have to go to, it's not a typical surgery. 
That day I opened up by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God kept telling me, go up higher to that corner. Even though the MRI did not show anything. Because I confess and I believe God is my helper. Holy Spirit will lead me. He's my leader. He let me go up there and I found a cyst that did not show in the MRI. I took out that cyst. He woke up from surgery. The pain was completely gone. If I believe in the MRI, he would continue to be in pain for the rest of his life. And I believe no other surgeon is going to do anything for him. Because it did not show in the MRI. You see, when you believe, you confess, God will do something for you supernaturally. Amen? Wow. Next morning when I went to see him at the bedside, I said, uh, Mr. So-and-so, I want to tell you this is not me. God helped me all along. On that day to the surgery to the end, I need to give glory to God. I put, point my finger up and he say, and he cried. He's a man. He cried and say, thank God. I grew up in the Catholic church and now I know God is real. Amen. Praise God. Psalm chapter 91, verses 3 to 6. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. First thing, you believe and you confess. Second thing, You must not live in fear. If you fear, you cannot receive God's protection. If you want to be protected, you need to walk by faith. This is a command, actually, in the Bible. God commands us all the time not to be in fear, not be afraid. In John chapter 14, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Fear, faith. You choose fear or you choose faith. This is why don't waste your time watching too much news in the YouTube or in the TV. Because if you watch all those news, you're going to feed your heart with fear and trouble. Then you're going to get into trouble. But I'd rather you spend time with YouTube of my teaching, reading the Bible, confess the word of God, spending time on the word of God. Amen? So that you can have more faith. John chapter 14 verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be afraid. Job chapter 3 verse 25. What I fear has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. When you fear something, you give the permission for that things to happen to you. You open the door for that things to happen. This is why I'm not afraid of cancer. I'm not afraid of infection, Alzheimer. I'm not afraid of COVID-19. I'm not afraid of virus. I'm not afraid of anything because I don't want them to come into my life. You may say that, but sometimes... The hair on my neck 
stood up, my knees shaking, bumping each other. I have tears in my eyes. I have the feelings of fear. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm not talk about, talking about the thoughts of fear. Every single man on earth, including Pastor Lao, faced the feelings of fear and faced the thoughts of fear. The devil would try every way to make you have the thoughts of fear. You're going to die. You're going to be in trouble. You will not make it. And then the goosebumps come up and start to shake. That is a feeling. I'm talking about faith of the heart. That when you have that feeling come in, when you have that thought come in, you say, no. No. Get out of here right now. I make a decision in my heart that I have faith in God's promises and God's power and his protection. I make a decision to walk by faith, not by feelings. Amen? Amen. Everyone say, I make decision to resist the feelings of fear and walk by faith. And the devil will try to tell you, it's too late. You already have your goosebump and your knees are shaking right now. Too late now. You say, no, it's not too late because I... Resist fear and I have faith. I don't go by the feeling. I don't go by the symptoms. I go by faith. Amen. Amen. Who knows? This teaching, you may think that this is not for me. But this teaching may save you from a car wreck and die soon. Actually, last Sunday, you did not see me. Because the Snoqualmie Pass was closed at, on Saturday night. I have to let you know. I have to admit to you. Pastor Doug can witness. I began to get worried about driving through snow on Snow Kwame Pass on Sunday because I hate snow. I, don't, I come from the tropical country. Driving in snow is something very scary to me. But I make a decision and I pray and I speak to Pastor Doug we're going to be saved. God's going to protect us. The angel of the Lord will guide our car. And we're going to come back home safely. In Jesus' name, I resist this fear of driving in the snow. I have to fight last Sunday morning to drive back in the snow. And thank God we came back home safely. Amen? We have to fight this every single time. When we face some fearful situation. Psalm 91 verse 7 A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. When you look at statistics, hundred thousand of people in America died of the COVID-19. And when you look at the number, wow, thousands of people die on my side. Hundred thousand of people on my right hand right now in America. How am I going to respond to this? Oh, God, will I die too? You have to choose now. You're going to believe in the word of God that you will not die but live. You shall not die soon. You're going to finish your race. You're going to finish what God called you to do. You're going to believe that? But some of you may say, but we don't know God's will. Let his will be done. 
and they quote this scripture in Matthew 26. Matthew 26, this is the prayer of Jesus. And going a little farther, this is before he was arrested and brought to the cross. He threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, not what I desire, but as you will and desire. Verse 42, again a second time. He went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass by unless I drink it, your will be done. Please don't quote this scripture for yourself about your will, uh, the will of God for you about protection. This scripture talk about Jesus would go to the cross and save us from sin and from hell. Totally unrelated to God's protection, healing, and God's help. How do we know God's will? Here, in the Bible. The Bible says, we can be protected. Do you believe that God wants to protect you? Do you believe that God wants you to live a long life? Do you believe that God wants you to finish your race? Do you believe that he is able and powerful enough to protect you? No matter what happened, he can protect you. Do you believe? I believe. I believe in what the Bible says. He is willing to protect you and me. He is able and he desires to protect you and me. But what we need to do is not to live in fear. That's what the Bible says. If you quote this scripture, when you pray about the will of God, let your will be done. Or maybe this time I drive through Snoqualmie. Maybe his will that I will die in the car wreck in the snow. If you think that way, when you talk to an unbeliever, maybe you have an unbeliever father-in-law. Father-in-law, maybe it's not God's will for you to go to heaven. It's God's will for you to go to hell. Therefore, don't accept Jesus, please. Don't accept Jesus, just go to hell. Will you say that? No, because the Bible says, it's not his will for any to perish, but have eternal life. God wants everyone to go to heaven. But it's man's choice not to go to heaven. Not God's choice. God's choice is everyone will not perish but go to heaven. So it's God's will for everyone to be protected and live a long life. The last sermon of this series is going to talk about living a long life. A, a few more sermons and we get there. God wants us to live a long life. Let us say out loud, God is my protector. God is my fortress. The devil and the enemy and virus cannot come close to my dwelling. I am protected. I have the powerful barrier around me. The canopy of God is on me. I am under the shadow of the Almighty. I give him the right to protect me. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, I will finish here. 91 verses 8 to 10. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So the, see the punishment of the wicked. 
because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Verse ten: No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. The Bible says, "When you make your God your protector, He will protect you." You make a choice. My God is my protector. He's not only my savior. He's not only my provider. He's not only my healer. He is my protector. I make a choice to allow God to be my protector. Even though they send the chemical weapon into Seattle, the chemical contamination in the air cannot come near my dwelling. Even though the pandemic spread all over the virus, those virus cannot come near me. I am protected. I don't mean that you do stupid things. I don't mean that you still need to follow the scientific law. You wear your mask. You wash your hands. Still, you still practice social distancing as much as you can. In fact. Pastor Dan, I, I tell you the truth. We want to invite many of you to our home to have dinner together. We want to take some of you out for steak. I don't tell which name, but we're talking at home. We want to take some of you out to dinner for steak so that we can fellowship, and we want to sh- let you know we love you, we care for you. But we have to follow the scientific. Rule right now that we should not gather too much without mass, because it can cause trouble to anybody. Amen. So we follow. We do the best we can to not fear, but at the same time we don't break the scientific rule. Oh, by the way, if you don't mind, I want to teach you how to wear mass as a doctor. Don't wear mask this way. This is not working. I noticed some of you when you start to talk, it's not working. If you're gonna wear mask, you wear the whole thing, including your nose. I'm not gonna perform surgery on my patient like this and wearing mask because the bacteria come out from my mouth. And go through my nose. If you don't put on your nose, that mask is nothing. It's useless. Please wear it in a medical way, please. Because I notice a lot of people wear masks to make people happy, but they don't wear it in the right way. We need to follow the medical way. I got vaccine already. I got the second dose on January 25th. I'm not afraid of vaccine. I'm fine. Pastor Da got it too. Because I believe in scientific principle too, you need to have immune in your body. I believe in taking vitamin C, taking the herbal capsule that build your immune system. I believe in taking vitamin D and calcium and zinc. Those things God ordained it. God put the scientific principle on this earth. We should not be stupid by quoting the scripture and go out and pick up some snake and say, "Hey, God, protect me." Bite me and I will not die. No, you don't do those things. You still have to follow the scientific way. 
Amen? <laughs> we cannot control other people's thinking, but we can control our own thinking. We need to believe God is my protector. Confess it with your mouth. Not living in fear. Make God your protector. And you shall be protected. We learn four principles today. Number one, faith. Two, confession. Three, not living in fear. Four, you allow God to be your protector. He is your protector. You make him your protector. Next Sunday, we're going to continue to learn the principle how to be protected. Amen. A lot of things to learn. How many people are going to put this teaching into practice? Raise your hand up. How many people from now on, you will not be ashamed to confess that God is your protector? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the biblical principles. Lord, we don't want to be ignorant. We want to know the truth and the truth shall set us free. We thank you, Lord, that we have you in our life as our shield, our canopy, our mother hen. We're going to run into your, Lord, wings. When you say, go right, we go right. We're going to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit and do the right thing according to your guidance and your warnings, Lord. We thank you, Father, for teaching us, for giving us the Holy Spirit who can guide us, Lord. We thank you so much. You are so wonderful, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Before the end of the service, let us confess together one more time. If you are not a Christian, I would like to invite you to become a believer, to become a born-again Christian. You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead on the third day. Jesus is not in the tomb. He was God. And he was raised from the dead. And he's still God today. No other religious leader was raised from the dead. Only Jesus was raised from the dead. That's why I believe in Jesus. You believe in your heart and you confess. Why don't you confess with me right now? Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead. On the third day, you are the living God. You are my creator. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Jesus is my God, my savior, my healer, my shepherd, my source, my provider. My healer, my protector, my fortress, my way maker, my promise keeper, my light, my life, my peace, my victory. You are everything for me. I repent of my sin, Lord, and I will obey you. In Jesus' name.
เอเมนฮาเลลูยาคอนเกตจูเลชั่นผู้กันนะพุทธิสติชิงอุดูปฏิสเรสยูแฮนด์อัพฮาวันี้พีเปิลกันนะฟีดยูสปิริตวิดอวอร์ดอฟกอดเอฟฟีเดย์ทูบิลยูเฟดพลีสดอนสเปนทูมัชไทม์ออนแบดนิวส์อินเดออินเทอร์เน็ตเวสต์ยูไทม์ยูแฮวอลี24ชั่วโมงต่อวันดอนเวสต์ไทม์ออนแบดนิวส์ยูแคนนอตดูอะไรทิ้งอะไรไม่ยูสเปนทายวิดีโอเรื่องบิบเลียนฟังเรื่องคุณงามเรียนรู้ถึงศรัทธาและคุณจะเห็นว่าพระองค์จะรักษาคุณและทำให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมีโอกาสในการเปลี่ยนแปลงให้คุณมี Let's sing this song as our confession. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place.
Father, thank you so much for loving us. Your grace abounds in our life, Lord. We promise you, Lord, that we're gonna walk in faith and walk in love all the days of our life. We will obey you, serve you, worship you, preach the gospel. We will be anointed, Lord, more and more to lay hand on the sick. And the sick shall recover. Cast out demons. We will perform miracles, signs, and wonders by the power and the grace of God, Father. We thank you, Lord. Anoint all of us, Lord. Use us more. And Lord, I pray that you shall fulfill the desire of their heart, Lord. Those who need a new job, you give them a good job. Those who need to get married. Need to find a spouse. You shall provide them the good, godly spouse. Those who need, Lord, a breakthrough in their life right now, they will have a breakthrough by Your grace. Those who need to be healed from sickness, heal them, Father, by the stripe of Jesus Christ. Those who need to be set free from addictions, set them free, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we believe. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. We loved you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.